Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to Indiana Sports Beat Radio, presented by Wow Food Group and Andy Moore Honda of Bloomington. Know your role and shut your mouth, you jabroni! Fires upfield into the end zone. It is caught. Jelani Woods. Touchdown. I-N-D-Y. A 43-point night for Tyrese Halliburton. How do you like that, button? Galloway drives all the way to the hole. Throws it up. Got it. Indiana's got their first lead of this contest. It's pretty simple. I win. Google me. Now, from the Golf Club at Eagle Point Studios, here's your host, Jim Coyle. Hello, everybody. How's it going? Welcome aboard to another edition of Indiana Sports Beat Radio here on this Thursday, January 4th. How's it hanging? Uh, another big day on the program. Todd Leary will be joining us. Tyler Smith from TheHoosier.com. Chris Denary from the Pacers, Shannon Griffith, and uh, plenty to talk about as Indiana goes on the road to Lincoln, Nebraska last night and uh, unceremoniously gets its hind end spanked and sent back to Bloomington, a game that uh, Indiana was Never really in. They were never blown out, but they were just never in that game, it it seemed like. Uh, Nebraska seemed like they had control, and they did, and uh, it did not change. How's everybody doing today? Derek joining us from Owensboro. How are you, sir? Mike, Scott, also from Owensboro. Uh, Justin, Russell, John. From uh, Southern Brown County, of course. Pete, jumping on Las Vegas. Larry, Fred, and David says, uh, every year Hoosier fans show up with great support for this program only to get a team year after year that can't show up game after game and play hard and tough. Uh, Well, that's kind of the the gist of it right now, but I'll let uh, Todd... Todd Leary talking more about that from a technical aspect, but road games are never easy. But like I said, Indiana just did not, they never seemed to really make a run. Um, Nebraska just comfortably won the game. They didn't have to do anything stupendous, um, special other than just win. And uh, Indiana got beat by, I don't want to say one guy, but I want to make sure I say his name correctly. I'll give it to you. It's Casey Tominaga. There you go, Tominaga. He uh, just was confident and happy all night long and just kept on rolling. 
But uh, Nebraska is not accidentally winning games. They came into the contest doing certain things well, and that took away from Indiana. It, it, IU's free throw rate was the 10th highest in the country at 45%, which means 22.5% of all their points came from there, which is good and not good. It's not good because Indiana doesn't shoot free throws where the snot at 65%. Um, but on average, Indiana came into the night shooting just over 25 free throws a game and making about 17. But in conjunction with the Hoosiers' own foul trouble, they only shot 19 last night, made 13 of them. But a lot of that was toward the end of the game as uh, Indiana loses by 16 on the road. We've talked about the expectations for this season. And I called that game not necessarily a must win, but I simply said Indiana has to win that game. If you're not going to beat Nebraska on the road, who are you going to beat? Oh, let me let me stop Illinois. Nebraska, I do believe, and I think last night, I don't know if it confirms it for me, Nebraska's a top three or four team in the conference. And that may not be saying much this season in particular, considering the conference is kind of down. But I think Nebraska is one of the better teams that Indiana is going to face in the league this year. Well, I don't know that I agree with that just yet because I don't know how good Ohio State is going to be, how good Illinois is going to be, how good Northwestern is going to be, how good uh, – who am I missing? Uh, there's we, I mean, you can name t- any Iowa. team if you want Iowa, to, but I was based going off to be, of what's already happened, I mean, they've only lost twice. They haven't taken any yeah, blowouts. Northwestern that you just mentioned lost to Illinois by 30. What's their best win? Michigan State, they beat pretty well. They also beat whoever their other Big Ten opponent was. I can't think of who it was. But Michigan State was probably their, their most solid win up until, even including last night, I would say. Well, last night's an average win. Yeah, that's fair to say right now. Uh, it's an average win. It's a Q1 win, but Indiana getting no help from the backcourt. Um, Kalel Ware was everything the, Coosier, the Hoosiers could ask for offensively. But still nothing from the guards for Indiana. Xavier Johnson does return for Indiana, which was good for Indiana fans to see, of course. But... Got to get production back there, guys. Um, It's not going to be an easy road to hoe if Indiana is just counting on Kalel Ware and Malik Renew with a little bit of McKenzie and Bockle sprinkled in. Trying to get the uh, box score pulled up from last night. But it's just not, they're just not getting their performances. Xavier only didn't push things a lot. He only played 15 minutes. He was 0 for 3. Mille, uh, Kalel Ware, 9 of 12. What a spectacular night for him. 20 points, 
Malik Renu, not a lot. He only took nine shots. He had four of them. He had 14 points. He was four of four at the free throw line. Mackenzie Mbaco, only six points. He took eight shots, but was only hit two of those. Never made it to the free throw line. Trey Galloway, 10 points. Four of 10 shooting. Gabe Cups, five points. He took three shots last night. That may be the most shots that I've seen him take this year. He had two of those. Including one of his... uh, one of the two three-pointers that he took. Then Anthony Leal got playing time again, three points for him, played 12 minutes. Hit his only shot, which was a three-pointer. Anthony Walker, eight more points off the bench. He only took two field goals and ended up with eight points. It's because he had six of eight from the free throw line. That's that's an efficient night right there. Caleb Banks played 10 minutes. A lot of blanks across the board. CJ Gunn, six minutes, three points. Indiana just didn't get anything outside of Anthony Walker. Uh in the starters. And it's going to be a problem. It's going to continue to be a problem. Indiana hosts Ohio State this weekend in a, I, I call this a must win. Th- th- that is fair lose. to say. This is an absolutely must win game. It's a home game. Yes, it's another good, good competition game with Ohio State. They just beat Rutgers right before Indiana played in Nebraska last night. But, If you want to compete in this conference and, again, stay on the path to the NCAA tournament, this is a must-win because, like Kim, I mean, a lot of people have been thinking about that Ken Palm projection of being 1-7 in in the month of January. If that is anywhere close to accurate, you're in deep trouble. You're in deep trouble, and and that starts with beating Ohio State this weekend. Well, in Indiana, it's not exactly uh, beating the band. I'm telling you, I, I, I've said it a long time ago. I have worries that this team can even make the NCAA tournament. And if this team does not make the NCAA tournament, is that acceptable? The, the program should be on an upward trajectory. It's not. I mean, I'm sorry. It's just not on an upward trajectory. Yes, Recruiting is nice. You're landing some really high-profile recruits, but you don't have the roster construction to go along with those recruits. That's the long and the short of it. Um, I'm not. I'm not saying that the sky's falling because they lost a game last night to a team that they were an underdog to. But they shouldn't have been an underdog at Nebraska. They're an under. They were an underdog because they don't have the proper parts and they're not playing well. They're hitting. They're, they're hitting sixty five percent at the free throw line, and that's a big part of their offense. 
That's like having your three-point shot being a big part of your offense, but you're hitting 20%. Doesn't The math does not add up. Um, Indiana just got, they won the rebounding battle. Turnovers. How about 19 turnovers? Talked about that all year long. Turnovers and missed free throws. Those two things have stood out more than anything else this season to me for Indiana. 19 turnovers in a game. Do you know how many points off of those turnovers that Nebraska had? 27. Twenty-seven. That is a staggering high, staggeringly high number. You know how many points Indiana had off of Nebraska turnovers? Six. Big, big, big disparity. We've got to take a break. Up next, Todd Leary will join us. We'll talk more about it from the experts' perspective expert's perspective right after this we'll be right back to the golf club at eagle point studios for more indiana sports beat radio with jim coyle presented by wow food group and andy Morhonda of bloomington if you're looking for a home in the indianapolis area you need cheryl sizemore from remax advanced realty cheryl sizemore has over two decades of experience and that could be the difference in you getting the home you want in today's tough housing market Reach out to Cheryl Sizemore from Remax Advanced Realty at Cheryl at IndyHomePros.com or 317-298-0961. Cheryl Sizemore from Remax Advanced Realty. Let Cheryl Sizemore get you in the home you want today. Cheryl at IndyHomePros.com. Whether it's a night out with the family, after work with colleagues, or catching the game with friends, Bubba's 33 is the place for you. Bubba's 33 offers a mouth-watering menu of selections that are all made from scratch every day. The portions are big, but the prices are small. And with over 50 big-screen TVs, you'll never miss the big game. Bubba's 33 is located just west of I-69 off the Lloyd Expressway. Bubba's 33, pizza, burgers, beer. Country living is just a swing away. It can be hard to find the exact home that fits your family's needs, so there couldn't be a better time to build a new home with Property Shore Construction. Now building exclusively south of Bloomington within the Stonecrest Golf Community. Choose from one of the gorgeous Stonecrest Signature Series house plans. We have several lots available with scenic views of the golf course. Contact Amy Rhoda with Revesco Real Estate for additional information. 812-583-0919 or go to mystonecrestliving.com. That's mystonecrestliving.com for more details. Formerly BB's Chop Shop, Market and Table is located on South Walnut in Bloomington and is your one-stop shop for high-quality meats, bakery items, and now fresh seafood. Chop Shop, Market and Table has the largest selection of in-house made products around and everything you need to make a gourmet meal at home. Or pick out a tomahawk steak or a grouper filet and enjoy it cooked to perfection in Chop Shop Steakhouse. Chop Shop, Market and Table, a part of the Wild Food Group, is your butcher, baker, and fish house. No matter where you live. 
Looking for someone to cater your next corporate event, family reunion, or tailgate? To some, a garnish may be nothing more than just a decoration put last on a plate. But in Bloomington, catering starts with Garnish Catering. Serving all of Bloomington and surrounding areas, Garnish Catering is waiting to help make your next event one to remember. Planning a great event shouldn't have to be stressful. Whether we quote you just for catering or a total event package, you can trust that you're making the right choice with Garnish Catering. Visit GarnishCatering.com. That's GarnishCatering.com. Garnish Catering is a proud partner of Wow Food Group. In the market for a new or used vehicle? Well, nobody beats the prices and selection of Andy Moore Honda in Bloomington. Right now, get a brand new Honda with no payments for 90 days. That's right, 2023 and 2024 Honda Pilots, HRVs, CRVs, Honda Ridgelines, payment free for 90 days. Or get 0.9% APR financing for 36 months on a 2023 Honda Ridgeline. Go to AndyMoreHonda.com and get more to your door. This segment is brought to you by Hoosier Hanks East. Now back to the Golf Club at Eagle Point Studios for more Indiana Sports Beat Radio with Jim Coy, presented by Wow Food Group and Andy Mohanda of Bloomington. Welcome back, Indiana Sports Beat Radio here on this Thursday, January 4th, joined now by Todd Leary, the Todd Father. Last night was a very late tip. We don't do post-game shows at <laughs> 11 o'clock at night. I'm like, are you out of your mind? Um, but we'll do them on the next day. And uh, Todd, good thing we didn't wait up for that because there was nothing good to talk about from an Indiana perspective. They went to Nebraska and got the crap kicked out of them. Yeah, and, you know, like I, when we don't do our shows – after late night games and it was a good exciting game and they played well I always regret it and boy I never yeah. felt better about a decision than after <laughs> yeah. last night's game because I needed a few hours to sleep and and let my mood settle down after that because that was um that was tough to watch like they were they were manhandled by uh Nebraska and and we're not talking about football and that's hard to say it's hard to spit out yeah, it, it, a lot of comparisons made between Indiana and Nebraska, between their football program not being where they wanted to be and Indiana's basketball program not being where they wanted to be. Well, they're getting their football program coming around, and the basketball program is Fred Hoiberg. It's taken a while, and they've been very patient with him, yeah, but that's not an easy place to win and never has been. Hell, they've never won. It's never been a winning place. But to be able to, to do what they did last night, that, to play uh, as well as they did, um, he, he's got something put together. They're not doing this stuff accidentally. They limit teams getting to the free throw line, which is one of Indiana's strengths, even though they only shoot 65%. Uh, they force Indiana into 19 turnovers, of which they had 27 points off of those turnovers. That is the that's one of the biggest disparities to, to six for Indiana that I can recall in, in some time. Yeah, well, and, and when you go look at the turnovers, like, you know, it's become so cliche. Every announcer talks about it now and says live ball turnovers versus dead ball turnovers and how much worse they are. Well, 
the the poster child for the description of those was last night's game because w- whenever a team has a lot of turnovers, usually when I'm just looking at it analytically, I'll go look immediately at the steals to see how many of them were because the steals basically a live ball turnover, um, and, and so you go look at that. And, and when this team had 15 steals, that's that you said a minute ago, staggering number of points off of turnovers. 15 steals in a game is unheard. That's crazy. And I think we can all remember, or all remember, yeah, back to last night. It seemed like every time Indiana drove into the lane, um, somehow the ball ended up going the other direction. Like, it got taken from them. It didn't matter if it was Renew, Galloway, Xavier. It didn't make a difference who it was. And that is just uh, – that's difficult to win – doing that that's not the norm we haven't seen this team do this um road game in the big 10 is that the reason i don't know i don't i don't love having that uh i mean the big 10 is more physical there's no two ways about it the officials officiated it more uh more like the big 10 which these guys are just going to have to get a little bit more used to but you know jim I, i kept thinking about it last night and and put the two starting lineups across from each other. If you want to go seven or eight deep, then go seven or eight deep on that. But you line up man for man, Indiana's player and, and Nebraska's player, not don't, not their stats, not how it came out in the game. Obviously we would change that, but I mean, we wouldn't trade any of our players for any of their players. If you're looking at them physically. Okay. But boy, they sure took a bunch of no-starred athletes, and I don't mean that disrespectfully to them. I mean that as a compliment. I was a no-star, hey. so trust me, I, I I root for every one of them. There's but, no stars inside of there. That's, yeah, that's well, the, the and, thing and right there. Here, and inside of here. Like, you know, the, I wish they would have two, two separate rating systems. One is a physical rating system, and one is a mental basketball IQ rating system because – those would be completely flip-flopped if you looked at the, the game last night because their their team didn't have much athletically, and I, I that can't come out of your mouth without sounding disrespectful, but I don't mean it that way. Um, but we, we just we – got, we got outsmarted, outplayed, outhustled, um, you know, to an extent you could say outcoached, but I'm not saying – we got out coached because we lost. Like that's how I look at it. Like I don't I don't think the coaching staff is to blame for this. Um I think everyone is to blame in this scenario. But man, it, it, it's difficult to come up with. You know, when we're playing Auburn, you know, you put the two Auburn guys, you put you match up the lineups side by side and you know, you're looking at it like okay, I mean, I mean they got great athletes too. Like they've got guys that could they were guys that were nationally ranked Kansas. You look at those and you're like, all right, but not Nebraska. I mean, the, the, there wasn't a guy we would have traded for on either side. What do you have? What happened? I just, oh, come on, uh, Justin. Uh, this, it's, oh, man. Did it's you, funny. Hey, you said earlier I'm not the most, repeat incredible, it, but... most incredible stat of the night was the 27 points off turnovers. I thought the most incredible stat was that Tominga's dad was six foot eleven. Did you hear wow. him say that? No, I did not. I missed that. He's not even five foot eleven. His dad's six he, foot eleven. Man, he got screwed on that deal, didn't he? Oh my he? gosh, he would be a he'd be a top five NBA pick if he was six foot. He'd 11. be Dirk Nowitzki the second. He would be. He would be. Uh, 
Yeah, just uh, in Indiana, not forcing turnovers, not uh, just not doing anything that it took to win. Look, uh, we're we're Indiana people, so we watch it really closely. And and I'll be surprised if you didn't feel the same way. But it seemed like on defense, we were reacting to whatever they were doing. Their offense was dictating what was going to happen, and our defense was trying to stop it. And then on offense. Their defense was dictating what they were letting us do, and we weren't the ones in control of what was going on. And, and I just felt like on both ends of the court, Nebraska was in control. They dictated what we were, what we did, and and that that doesn't usually come out as a good result uh, for your team trying to win. So, you know that this is a game where I think they got to look at a lot of things and and come up with. I don't want to say more of a game plan because every time you say that, then people think that you're saying th- that the coaches are, are to blame in that regard. I don't understand. Think about it. Think about this, though, Jim. And, and I'm not making excuses because I will say this for, for any team. I would have said it for Purdue a couple of weeks ago uh, when they lost to Northwestern. But I thought about it yesterday during the day. And these are the worst – type games it's not an excuse because every team deals with it but when you play a road game at 9 p.m they arrived in nebraska yesterday sometime between four in the afternoon and you know nine last night and then you sit around in that hotel room all day long and and, you know I, i got younger kids so i preach to them all the time if you just lay around the house all day at the end of the day like you're gonna feel like nothing like you didn't accomplish anything and and it is very difficult to come up with a schedule. And I would say Indiana probably has as good a shot as anyone having Woody come from the NBA atmosphere. But it's difficult to lay around in a hotel room. Yes, they have shoot-around. Yes, they do walkthroughs and those kind of things. But it's just hard to get yourself um, going in a 9 p.m. road game. And, and I don't want to make excuses because, hey, that's not why we lost. We lost because we got manhandled by Nebraska. But – when you add the fact, all the factors together, please don't everyone jump and you can get mad at me for saying, don't blame the coaches. I don't, I'm not that I don't care. I just, I don't think the coaches are necessarily uh, any more to blame than the players in this regard. I mean, you've got at some point, I mean, who was, think about it this way last night, Jim, run down a list. Give me three guys last night on Indiana's team that you thought were kind of the alpha male. Like who was the guy running the show? For last night for Indiana, I normally had, it's been it's been Malik Renew, and it and, wasn't and him last it, night. Well, it, it was him. As more I mean, he did okay, anymore. but it wasn't. He wasn't it was the him leader as much as anyone. But he's not the he he can't do it on his own. That's why we've struggled a little bit, I think, against some of the lesser last three opponents that we played because Xavier is not in there, and Xavier is the alpha of this team, bar none. They're the second best one is is Malik, and and he's below him. It's and it's age related. It's it's experience and age related. But, um, you know, we don't have someone that's going to take over and and stop the bleeding right now when things are going bad. And that's, um, you know, that's going to be a tough position. I I hate to say it, but, um, man, I saw the the guy with the Ken Palm predictions yesterday that that said we would finish January one and seven in our January games. 
And I was like, well, that's just complete BS. And then watching that game last night, I have no defense for it might be one and seven. And a big part of that, last night Indiana gets 21 points total from five different guards. They're not, they're just not getting production in the backcourt. And I'm not, that's not even one person. That's five different guys combined for 21 points. That is not going to win any game. Yeah, it's not. And, and I'll, I'll tell you a stat that just, um, this tells a lot. Now, now what does it tell? There's a whole list of things that you could say are a result of this, but our starting lineup last night, only two guys shot free throws. And that was uh, Renew shot four and Ware shot four. Mbako never got to the line. Xavier never got to the line. Trey never got to the line. I can go down the list. Gabe How never about got Trey to the line. or Anthony CJ Walker? If he Off the bench. Off the bench. Hang on. I want to talk about that in just a second. But only having two guys that drove into the lane and got fouled um, – Says a lot. There's a lot of different things that lead up to that particular part of the stat sheet. Um, and, and, you know, let's let's look at the stat sheet. Because if you go down and look at the team statistics, Indiana kind of outplayed them, to be honest with you. Except for the – I mean, they out-rebounded them. They shot a better percentage. They, they free throws were fairly – I mean, not not crazy one way or another. But then when you look at the points off turnovers and the steals and, and that stuff, the assists, the the part of that where you can't look at the analytics in All a game All the little like things. This, well, Indiana shot 9 of 18 from the three-point line. Okay? Great. All I day mean, long. We would all, take that all day, day long. long. Except for two of those came from Trey Galloway. One of them came from C.J. Gunn, and one of them came from Mbako. That's four of those took place in the last three minutes of the game when we were already down by 20. So technically, we were really only five for 13 going into – because we shot one at the end and missed it. So, I mean, we, we were five for 13 in reality during the meat and potatoes of the game when it really mattered. So that's when you could look at a stat sheet and be like, yeah, that all three of those or all four of those baskets were assisted, so that also helps the assist category. The stats don't always tell the full story of a game because if you look at this, you would have said this is a very evenly matched game. Like, like it was probably really close. Just going down the stat sheet, we shot forty-seven percent, they shot forty-six. We were nine of eighteen from three, they were twelve for thirty-two. They only made three more than us. They shot seventy-seven percent from free throw, we shot sixty-nine percent. We out-rebounded them, 36-29. to 29. You would have thought, reading those stats, this game was pretty close and maybe one team, you know, made a couple plays down the end to win. And we know that wasn't even the case because after the nine-minute mark of the first half, this game was over. Like, they were they were in total control of it. Uh, absolutely. And uh, that's the thing that has to give uh, Hoosier fans worry going forward because – it's just not going to get easier. Indiana brings the uh, welcomes in an Ohio State team this weekend. They'll be at home, but Ohio State's one of those teams that's in the middle of the Big Ten, and uh, they look at this stuff. Uh, Craig Holtman looks at these numbers and says, 
all right, this is where we have to develop our game plan on how they're going to play Indiana. And I think a lot of other people are starting to do this as well because it's starting to become a pattern for this team. Yeah, and it is. And and don't let, let's not forget to go back and talk about Anthony Walker in a second because I, I do think that, that that's something that needs to be discussed. But I'll tell you one of the stats in this game that, that to me, um, this is how I know Indiana didn't play – the way they've been practicing in the last few games. Because what happened after the Auburn game? When Indiana played Kansas after the Auburn game, what happened at the beginning of that game? Every time down the floor, Indiana was pushing the ball down the floor as fast as they can, driving it to the basket, trying to get to the free throw line. They were trying to get some easy baskets. Okay, look at fast break points from last night. Indiana had one. One fast break point. That is not how this team has been building itself for the last month. And they have really, really focused on trying to get easy baskets, getting the ball down the floor. I understand it's the Big Ten. I know that that things are a little bit different when you get in a conference play, except for this was Nebraska we were playing, not Wisconsin. Like, they were not trying to slow it down. They would have played as fast as we wanted to play. So that one fast break point is, is that, that to me tells me that – we didn't execute a game plan the way it was supposed to be done because we're supposed to be a team that gets up and down the floor a little a little more often or a little faster. Uh, Indiana is the one thing that they have done has been consistently inconsistent this season. <laughs> yeah. uh, that's the only consistency that we've seen so far uh, from them. And it, it has to give fans – Pause for concern going forward. As you said, they were picked to be one in seven in the month of July and January. Yeah. You go one in seven in January, the season is over. You go, you go under 500 in January and it's over. Like they've got to do some good special stuff. Losing this game doesn't throw it out the window, but, but I mean, it makes it more difficult. This was a game you needed to win. Like this, this, this game sets you aside where you, you are in a good position to finish in the top five in the big 10. Now you're kind of in the middle of the pack. You're just right there with everybody. And every opportunity they have like this, that you don't take advantage of, put your back further and further against the wall as you go farther out. Yeah. And, and, you know, our, our fans, this is what we do. Like I'm with you. I love to do this stuff. And we start, second guessing and saying, well, we got to change the starting lineup and we got to do this and do that. And and I'll tell you, like, I'm usually not, uh, something needs to be shaken up. They're not, they're not cohesive and they're not playing that well together. And now going back to the Anthony Walker comment, I would put Anthony Walker in the starting lineup. Like Trey Galloway has always played well in his career coming off the bench. Um, I would give it a shot. I would try it. I, I I would think about even trying it if it was for Mbako. Um but he's he's also a, a freshman and you don't want to mess with his brain too much. You don't want him thinking even more than he already is. Um but but I mean I'd try something. I I at this point I don't think Woody will. I mean I, I think he's proven over the years he doesn't mess with the lineup all that often. I don't understand why. Um the guys in the NBA do care. These guys don't care as much or shouldn't care as much. I mean, I want Trey Galloway to play just as many minutes as he's playing, but I wouldn't mind seeing him come in off the bench. And I, I, I'll defend this statement till the cows come home as Anthony Walker has 
deserves the opportunity to play more minutes and be in the starting lineup. He's earned it, in my opinion. That's the same reason Anthony Leal was on the floor last night. Yeah. I mean, you talked about him earning more minutes, and he has done that, and he has been in uh, at least three, like three games in a row. Right. Um, and, and I know that you, you're way more intelligent on these matters than I am, so that's why I will go out on the on the limb and and say, you know, at some point we have to look at what the coaching staff is doing w- with the program because this is year three, and this should be a, a slow upward trend. Uh, but upward nonetheless. And this season is far from upward. Yes, I know that having Xavier get hurt, it, it hurts. Ja'Kai Newton, that get hurts. But they also have an open scholarship that they didn't fill for no reason whatsoever that left them thin at guard. Uh, they were unable to land the guard that they needed. And it, it just makes you wonder, is this what Hoosier fans are going to look forward to, a little roller coaster uh, over the next few years, going some, some few ups and back down. All right, so don't get mad at me when I do this to you, but I'll put you on the spot here. And I'm, I'm gonna. This is what I would say to someone. That's why I would defer to you, man. When I, people, I throw when out the people, when people make these statements. I I learned this from Coach Knight, so blame him, not me. But I make people explain their statement when when they say something like that. But who's the guard that you just said Indiana missed? They weren't able to sign the guard that they wanted. Who's the guard that? You're no, it wasn't so. one. They weren't. They went after several. The kid from oh. that ended up in Tennessee. Uh, there, there were just a number of guys that they were not able to land. Yeah. Okay. I, I thought you meant like a, a new recruit that was going on because I no no I, no I, no, all no the time no. I say you know like when we don't land you know whomever it might be the kid that ended up going to Kentucky like when we don't land certain players everybody's like oh Woody's missed out on this guy or whatever. I mean, producer John was talking about it when we were before we came on. Like some of our best players, some of our players who have ended up, you know, two or three years into the career as the best player on the team were not five star guys. And our fan base, I, I will say this about our fan base our fan base does not get excited about anyone that is not a five star or super close to a five star. And that's just crazy. Like that's. That, you don't know what a guy's going to perform like until he's on campus and in the situation and practicing daily. And so I, 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 I don't try to act like too big a know-it-all when it comes to that. But you know, you know, over the years, I hate these ranking systems. Like the well, yeah, as you should, because you, like you said, I was a zero star. Zero, yeah. Calvert, Ch- Calvert Chaney had to get uh, uh, what's his name uh, had to to get Bob Knight to give him another look. Ron <laughs> right. Felling, Ron right. Felling had to basically beg Knight to give it. Brian Evans, another guy. Brian said, "I was a zero star. I was a nothing." Uh, all these guys that weren't, but they were developed. We're we're not seeing that, and everybody's going to point to Jalen Hutchinson. Uh, he's a talent. Uh, you can't say that you developed a five star. I'm not saying I don't want five stars. I mean, I do want five stars. I, I think you need, right. You need a couple of them sprinkled in. Like we have the right amount sprinkled in. Like who on this team would you say Woody's pretty much directly responsible for having on this team? Where? Because we a year ago we didn't even know his name, Mbako. Responsible for him. Uh, and as well, uh, uh, Malik Renew. No. Wasn't well, Renew already but, coming here? Well, no, he, may not have, he may not have been. So so if if you add him to the list, it makes the list even more, even stronger. Because exactly. the guys who he's brought in are producing. It, it's time for the other guys to step up. 
and and I'm like I'm with you. I the coaches need to do something to change it and shake it up. Their their job is to get the most out of what these guys' abilities are, and and then bring guys in that you're more comfortable coaching that have the the abilities that you want to coach. And, and it comes down to this, in my opinion, and and I do think it is this simple. And coaches will will shake it off. But when you can make shots, you make up for an awful lot. I, I can guarantee I could go through Nebraska's game film from yesterday and nitpick the crap out of it, a bunch of things that they did wrong. But when Wilcher came in in the first half and got hot and made three threes in the first half, like just as easy as can be, their offense looked a lot better. It looked like we couldn't stop their offense. It's because they made some really difficult, tough shots. And then Kaminga, like that, that little dude, I mean, he's just fun to have on your team and watch him play. Like, I watch Nebraska not just because I know Coach Hoiberg, but, I mean, I watch them all the time because that dude's fun to watch. When he gets going, he's fun to watch. Uh, there's nothing more enjoyable watching an unheralded player just having a blast kicking some of the crap out of somebody that they shouldn't be doing it to. Yeah, I, you know – I like the announcers that they had. I love Sean Morris on there. But, man, I, I was really irritated when they kept saying that the Kaminga, um, and then they said it for Wiltshire also, that whenever no, Gabe Cups was – Tamenega. Yeah, sorry. Tamenega. Sorry. No, I'm just trying – I'm trying to – I know, I say it wrong. Like His, hey, it's pronounced Casey Tominaga. 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 I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We're not, not like even my, close. Neither one of like us. My high school coach, Kiefer, he was always the same way. He always mispronounced everyone's, everyone's <laughs> name. So I think he did it intentionally. But, uh, but Tominaga, I mean, that, that dude, um, he's just, he's a, he's infectious. He's fun to watch. He gets things going. Now there's times when Hoiberg wants to strangle him because he takes some horrendous shots. Sometimes he just goes in crazy and makes them. Um, but the announcers last night were just, pounding Gabe Cups every single time one of those guys scored on him they were pounding the fact that he was a freshman and I'm just like what are you supposed to do like who cares what age that kid is the kid didn't play that bad of defense they blamed Gabe Cups for a back cut one time that Gabe Cups wasn't even the guy guarding the guy on the back cut like he had gone to help it was it was just I I don't like it when they single players out like that I thought Gabe Cups played good last night I thought he was uh he was as solid as we had in there this is what I don't like about – this is what I wish the coaching staff did, and you would be able to tell if they, this was the case. They need to go to Gabe Cups, Anthony Leal. Anthony Leal hurt us last night because he didn't shoot enough. Now, that's a, uh, that's a pretty easy thing to fix. But any time – I mean, would you agree with this? Any time – He, he Leal, hit his only shot that he took. Anytime he's open – I don't care. Anytime Mbako's open, anytime Anthony Leal is open right now, anytime Malik Renew is open from the three-point line, they should shoot it. I don't care if it's one shot, one pass into the possession or at the end of the shot clock. They should shoot it. And Anthony Leal had a wide-open look from the top of the key last night, and he didn't shoot it. And we ended up getting a horrendous shot at the end of a shot clock because of it. And that's, a, that's his fault. That's a turnover. That's his fault. That he did, he had a wide open look. They're not easy to come by, and you got to take those. But Gabe Cups last night, he missed, he missed a shot. He made his first shot, and then I think he missed a shot not too long after that. And I even said at that point, he won't shoot anymore. 
he had to shoot that three-pointer in the corner in the second half because we ran such a good play and he was so wide open. But, I mean, you can tell what their confidence goes straight in the toilet as soon as they miss a shot. And and that just can't be the case. Like, they can't continue. And that. Anthony Leal, I'll say he's been conditioned over three years to not shoot. He's not the guy. He's not. He's been conditioned to not shoot the ball. Uh, and actually he made a career in high school of being the guy taking those shots. And I don't care who it was against. It's the confidence that's inside of here of being able to do what you're attempting to do. And, and I agree with you. He needs to take any and all open shots that he has. Yeah. So I was looking to see what it was. Yeah. So Tominaga last night was four for 10 from the three point line. It seems like he made everyone, you know, from our perspective, it seemed like he made everyone that he took. But I'll tell you right now, if, if and I firmly believe this, if you did it three games in a row and you said, Anthony Leal, you have to shoot the ball, you have to shoot 10 three-pointers in this game. Like, you got to put them up at a high clip. I think he would make three or four or five of those in almost every game. And, and like, I think Mbako would too. I don't think, I don't care if he takes bad shots. With him, I don't care. But these other guys, anytime that you're open and you don't take a shot, like I used to say this all the time and people, um, you know, people might believe it or might not quite understand it. But Coach Knight would get just as mad at us for not taking an open shot as he would if we took a bad shot and missed it. Because it's not that easy to run an offense and get an open look. It's what you were working for. Right. And when you get one and you don't take it, it's like, oh, my gosh, we've got to start all over again and (laughs) get this. And and most of the time when someone passes up a good look, the team gets a terrible shot at the end of that shot clock. And that's not just Indiana. That's that's every team in general. But Indiana is bad at it because we don't have that many players that when they are open and have the ball, we are all screaming at the TV to shoot it. But Anthony Leal needs to be one of those guys. And, and you know, so does Gabe Cups. Right now, I mean, Trey Galloway is one of our one of our guys that anytime he's open, he should shoot it from the three-point line. Malik Renew, anytime he's open from the three-point line, should shoot it. I agree. I, just, I, I don't know. It's just – it's last night was very, very frustrating. We don't get manhandled by Nebraska very often. Uh, no, Indiana had beaten them five straight times. Next up, Ohio State. What uh, does Indiana have to do between now and this Saturday? Um, go back to what happened after the Auburn game where Kansas came in the next week and Indiana pushed the ball down the floor, got much easier baskets, um, got fouled driving to the basket, put no, uh, Kansas's defense on the defensive. Like put, like, We were going downhill and they were trying to react to what we were doing. Um, if Indiana can do that against Ohio State, that Indiana, uh, Ohio State's not a crazy uh, deep team. So if you can get, th- but they are um, veteran. They got guys that have played a lot of minutes, um, and so you know th- this is a team we've got. We can't have the same stat sheet. We we've got to have obviously less turnovers, obviously less less live ball turnovers, and we've got to get easier baskets, easier shots. Uh, Todd Leary, after the game of Todd Leary, just delayed about 12 hours is all. <laughs> Thank you for doing <laughs> that, okay. by the way. 
Oh, shoot. Thank you, brother. Hey, look forward to it. Back, uh, Indiana takes on Ohio State this Saturday. And, of course, we'll be back at Hoosier Hanks East over off of College Mall Road in Bloomington for after the game with Todd Leary. But uh, thanks a lot, sir, and hope you have a great rest of your day. You too. Thanks, guys. Thank you, sir. We've got more coming up here on Indiana Sports Beat Radio. Tyler Smith from thehoosier.com will join us. Chris Denary and Shannon Griffith as well. We'll get to all that and more in our remaining parts of this one and into our next hour. Brought to you by our good friends from Mandy Moore Honda and Hoosier Hanks East. We're back right after this. We'll be right back to the Golf Club at Eagle Point Studios for more Indiana Sports Beat Radio with Jim Coyle. Presented by Wow Food Group and Andy Moore Honda of Bloomington. In the market for a new or used vehicle? Well, nobody beats the prices and selection of Andy Moore Honda in Bloomington. Right now, get a brand new Honda with no payments for 90 days. That's right, 2023 and 2024 Honda Pilots, HRVs, CRVs, Honda Ridgelines, payment-free for 90 days. Or get 0.9% APR financing for 36 months on a 2023 Honda Ridgeline. Go to AndyMoreHonda.com and get more to your door. If you're looking for a home in the Indianapolis area, you need Cheryl Sizemore from REMAX Advanced Realty. Cheryl Sizemore has over two decades of experience, and that could be the difference in you getting the home you want in today's tough housing market. Reach out to Cheryl Sizemore from REMAX Advanced Realty at Cheryl at IndyHomePros.com or 317-298-0961. Cheryl Sizemore from REMAX Advanced Realty. Let Cheryl Sizemore get you in the home you want today. Cheryl at IndyHomePros.com. Looking for someone to cater your next corporate event, family reunion, or tailgate? To some, a garnish may be nothing more than just a decoration put last on a plate. But in Bloomington, catering starts with Garnish Catering. Serving all of Bloomington and surrounding areas, Garnish Catering is waiting to help make your next event one to remember. Planning a great event shouldn't have to be stressful. Whether we quote you just for catering or a total event package, you can trust that you're making the right choice with Garnish Catering. Visit GarnishCatering.com. That's GarnishCatering.com. Garnish Catering is a proud partner of Wow Food Group. Whether it's a night out with the family, after work with colleagues, or catching the game with friends, Bubba's 33 is the place for you. Bubba's 33 offers a mouth-watering menu of selections that are all made from scratch every day. The portions are big, but the prices are small. And with over 50 big screen TVs, you'll never miss the big game. Bubba's 33 is located just west of I-69 off the Lloyd Expressway. Bubba's 33, pizza burgers beer country living is just a swing away it can be hard to find the exact home that fits your family's needs so there couldn't be a better time to build a new home with property sure construction now building exclusively south of bloomington within the stonecrest golf community choose from one of the gorgeous stonecrest signature series house plans we have several lots available with scenic views of the golf course contact amy rhoda with Co real estate for additional information 812-583-0919 or go to mystonecrestliving.com that's mystonecrestliving.com for more details formerly bb's chop shop market and table is located on south walnut in bloomington and is your one-stop shop for high quality meats bakery items and now fresh seafood chop shop market and table has the largest selection of in-house made products around and everything you need to make a gourmet meal at home or pick out a tomahawk steak or a grouper filet and enjoy it cooked to perfection in chop shop steakhouse Chop Shop Market and Table, a part of the Wild Food Group, is your butcher, baker, and fish house, no matter where you live. This segment is brought to you by the Chop Shop. 
home of the Indiana Football and Men's Basketball Coaches Shows. Now back to the Golf Club at Eagle Point Studios for more Indiana Sports Radio with Jim Coyle, presented by Wow Food Group and Andy Morhonda of Bloomington. Welcome back, Indiana Sports Beat Radio here on this Thursday. It's January 4th. How's everybody doing? Indiana coming off of a uh, throttling in, uh, in uh, Lincoln, Nebraska. I can't, not surprising is uh, the Cornhuskers and Fred Hoiberg squad. Hands Indiana their first Big Ten loss of the season. And it wasn't a pretty one. It was not a pretty one. And Indiana bounce has an opportunity to bounce back this weekend as they will host Ohio State in Bloomington. Other um, games that happened last night on the hardwood. Clemson. They lost number 16, Clemson, loses at Miami, 95-82. Seton Hall goes on the road to beat number 23, Providence, 61-57. And then uh, other Big Ten games. Ohio State, who comes into Bloomington on Saturday, they're able to uh, squeak out a win over Rutgers. But that puts him at 12 and 2 on the season, 2 and 1 in the Big Ten. Nebraska now 2 and 1 in the Big Ten. Indiana now 2 and 1 in the Big Ten. So um, it's early, but crowded at the top. How many teams are tied there now? It should be a bunch that are. Uh, Standing there at two and one right now. No, no one's is. Uh, there's no one that's still undefeated, is there? No. Oh, Wisconsin. Oh, Wisconsin is. Wisconsin is still two and zero. Oh. That means they have a game to play here, probably tonight. But uh, Hawkeyes, Terrapins, all sitting there at uh, that score. We've got to take a break. We've got lots more coming up. Up next, Tyler Smith from the Hoosier.com joins us. We'll uh, get more into. A little bit more about last night's game, but more about what Indiana is going to have to do coming up in a couple of days as they take on the Buckeyes, who um, 12 and 2 on the season. Again, Indiana will probably be. I haven't looked to see if there's a line yet. I'll do that in the break, but uh, are, are they going to be an underdog at home? We'll check all that out and lots more when we come back. We'll be right back to the Golf Club at Eagle Point Studios for more Indiana Sports Beat Radio with Jim Coyle, presented by Wow Food Group and Andy Morhonda of Bloomington. 
In the market for a new or used vehicle? Well, nobody beats the prices and selection of Andy Moore Honda in Bloomington. Right now, get a brand new Honda with no payments for 90 days. That's right, 2023 and 2024 Honda Pilots, HRVs, CRVs, Honda Ridgelines, payment-free for 90 days. Or get 0.9% APR financing for 36 months on a 2023 Honda Ridgeline. Go to AndyMoreHonda.com and get more to your door. Looking for someone to cater your next corporate event, family reunion, or tailgate? To some, a garnish may be nothing more than just a decoration put last on a plate. But in Bloomington, catering starts with Garnish Catering. Serving all of Bloomington and surrounding areas, Garnish Catering is waiting to help make your next event one to remember. Planning a great event shouldn't have to be stressful. Whether we quote you just for catering or a total event package, you can trust that you're making the right choice with Garnish Catering. Visit GarnishCatering.com. That's GarnishCatering.com. Garnish Catering is a proud partner of Wow Food Group. If you're looking for a home in the Indianapolis area, you need Cheryl Sizemore from Remax Advanced Realty. Cheryl Sizemore has over two decades of experience, and that could be the difference in you getting the home you want in today's tough housing market. Reach out to Cheryl Sizemore from Remax Advanced Realty at Cheryl at IndyHomePros.com or 317-298-0961. Cheryl Sizemore from Remax Advanced Realty. Let Cheryl Sizemore get you in the home you want today. Cheryl at IndyHomePros.com. Whether it's a night out with the family, after work with colleagues, or catching the game with friends, Bubba's 33 is the place for you. Bubba's 33 offers a mouthwatering menu of selections that are all made from scratch every day. The portions are big, but the prices are small. And with over 50 big screen TVs, you'll never miss the big game. Bubba's 33 is located just west of I-69 off the Lloyd Expressway. Bubba's 33, pizza, burgers, beer. Formerly BB's Chop Shop Market and Table is located on South Walnut in Bloomington and is your one-stop shop for high-quality meats, bakery items, and now fresh seafood. Chop Shop Market and Table has the largest selection of in-house made products around and everything you need to make a gourmet meal at home. Or pick out a tomahawk steak or a grouper filet and enjoy it cooked to perfection in Chop Shop Steakhouse. Chop Shop Market and Table, a part of the Wild Food Group, is your butcher, baker, and fish house no matter where you live. Country living is just a swing away. It can be hard to find the exact home that fits your family's needs, so there couldn't be a better time to build a new home with Property Shore Construction. Now building exclusively south of Bloomington within the Stonecrest Golf Community. Choose from one of the gorgeous Stonecrest Signature Series house plans. We have several lots available with scenic views of the golf course. Contact Amy Rhoda with Rebesco Real Estate for additional information. 812-583-0919 or go to mystonecrestliving.com. That's mystonecrestliving.com for more details. This segment is brought to you by Remax Advanced Realty. Indie Home Pros team by Cheryl Sizemore. Now back to the Golf Club at Eagle Point Studios for more Indiana Sports Beat Radio with Jim Hoyer, presented by Wow Food Group and Andy Morhana of Bloomington. Welcome back, Indiana Sports Beat Radio here on this Thursday. How are you? I'm doing well. How about you? Cannot complain. Tyler Smith from the Hoosier.com joining us now. I'll make sure we get his sound uh, fixed up there. And uh, Indiana will welcome in Ohio State this Saturday after they come off a blistering 16-point loss 
in Lincoln, Nebraska last night to the Corn Huskers. And uh, Indiana has a lot of work to get done, uh, and it has to get done quickly. Yeah, it's, uh, there's not much time. They got to get going. He, Tyler, we're, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna pull him back in. So, but yeah, if you didn't hear that, you know what it was. It was some static, but we'll we'll get that figured out. Um, so yeah, we're we're talking about Indiana, Ohio State. We'll we'll get Tyler Smith back in shortly. <laughs> And, uh, Anthony uh, hitting us up on the Andy Moore Honda hotline says the NIL paid mercenary strategy is not working for IU. Well, it's not that that part is not working. It's the roster construction around it. And the guys that Mike Woodson has brought in uh, are, are, are fine. It's the pieces around them. You're you're not you're you're going to have, and you need some elite talent like those five star players, but you also have to have the guys that aren't, but that exceed expectations. Um, guard play has been something that we have talked about over and over and over, from beginning of the season till now. Tyler back with us. Uh, Sounds like things are much better already. <laughs> That's what my wife would say, I'm sure. Absolutely. Uh, but guard play has just been a, uh, a bugaboo for this Indiana team all season. I know there have been games where Trey Galloway had a good game, but that just seemed to really be dependent on other teams taking choosing their poison. Uh, Kansas chose to take Kalel Ware away. And it, it op- opened up some other opportunities, but they those were not enough to overcome what they were able to do. And last night, Ware and Renew combined for 34 points, but you get a goose egg from Xavier, which I'm not, he's only, he played 15 minutes and just coming back from injury. He did have three assists in that game and two rebounds, but he also had four turnovers in just 15 minutes. Four turnovers in 15 minutes. That's that's just way, 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 way too high. Uh, Kalel Ware, four turnovers. Of course, he played 34 minutes. Malik Renew, four turnovers. Uh, Mackenzie Abaco, only one turnover. Trey Galloway, three turnovers. So, of your starters, gee whiz. 16 turnovers just from the starting five. Uh, that's a bit too much. A bit too much. Yeah, that was the the key to the game. I mean, I, I think some fans would be surprised if they looked at the box score, if they haven't heard. Like, Indiana actually outshot Nebraska. They, they outshot them 47 to 46% from the field. They outshot them 50 to 38% in threes. But the points off turnovers, 27 to 6, Nebraska. So that's the difference, you know, and, and Johnson, again, with those four um, and not a lot of playing time, it's it's contagious as well. If you're not kind of settling in uh, with the point guard position, then, uh, you know, everybody, as you mentioned, the starters had that many. And I noticed that, you know, Gabe Cups played a pretty solid game and the Hoosiers were only minus one when he was on the court. And so that's, you know, that's not always a great stat. It's kind of flawed at times, but. 
you know, I thought last night was kind of telling um, that they were just minus one with him on the court, minus 15 in Johnson's 15 minutes. Yeah, and the free throw situation in Indiana, uh, getting to the line last night 19 times, but only hitting 13 for 68%. I know that's not a lot, but every little thing, uh, I, I've been talking about this for several games now. It's been two things, turnovers and missed free throws. These are the some of the most basic, simple things to the game. Uh, you cannot turn the It's like football. You can't turn the damn ball over. It's no different. You can't. When you turn the ball over, you do exactly what the stats show. You give the other team the opportunity to score. And not only did they, they did it at a prodigious rate. I mean, that is a, a, an unbelievable. That's a, that's a big number. Uh, most yeah. teams, if you had... 19 turnovers, they may be lucky to get 16 points off of that. Mm-hmm. Man, did Nebraska make hay off of Indiana's mistakes that continue to compound. Yeah, and a couple of those runs Nebraska made, Indiana was unable to stop the bleeding. And we've talked about it. I know you've talked about it a lot. Just the if you have a flawed, I don't know, a roster, flawed team, um, you're going to have to, you know, pick up the slack in, in some other areas, and those areas that you talked about become even more important because they don't have. I mean, yeah, they shot, they've they've shot well recently from three, a little bit better, um, you know, nine of eighteen solid. But uh, you know, if you're not going to have guys that can just light up the scoreboard and and kind of uh, pick up for your mistakes in other areas, then it's going to be trouble. And as teams continue to pack in on on the bigs and the paint. They're going to have to have more answers and got to take care of the ball, got to make some free throws, or they're going to have days like this, especially on the road. Mama said there'd be days like this, Uh, and and there have been. Um, Indiana did have 19 assists on their 27 made baskets. But here's another stat for you. Steals, five for Indiana. 15 for Nebraska. Again, that is a team that is getting after it. That is a team that is putting pressure on you. And the opposite is a team that is allowing it to be pressured. Yeah, and it's been an all-too-common trend. Um, I think that's maybe the biggest frustration from the fan base is not just a loss on the road in the Big Ten. It's just... When you when you don't really show up, um, when you just get get bounced uh, on somebody's court, you know it's just uh, it's it's tough to watch, and it especially when it's repeated. You know they've already been blown out a number of times this year. They've been blown out a number of times, even the last couple of years, even when Trace was here. And uh, you know it's just concerning when uh, it, it kind of seems like in you know one stretch you get punched in the mouth and and you feel like you're done. You feel like you don't fight back. Um, and that's a big part of it, taking care of the ball, just lackadaisical passes. Uh, you know, it's tough. Yeah, and these are things that, that have kind of gone on all season long as far as certain certain particular numbers, turnovers, free throws. We've seen that be an issue. And I, I'm wondering what Indiana fans have to look forward to because I'm not seeing a lot of change 
in what's going on. It just uh, sometimes it's not as bad as it is at other times. That's a difference than it's normally okay and sometimes it's not good, but this is the opposite. Normally it's, it's it, the, 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 the norm has been not all that good and the exception has been that it's been good. And that's kind of the motto of, of the conference, unfortunately. And for Indiana this season, it's like, can they be less bad than the other bad teams? I mean, that's that's concerning when you're talking, you know, can they finish in the top eight of a weak conference? And we're not even sure if that's going to be the case. You know, thankfully, they uh, banked those two early wins. Um, and now, obviously, and I've been tweeting about it. I've already had a lot of conversations with fans like, you know, let's not pretend like this is going to be you know, the team that we see at Assembly Hall every night, you know, that just, you know, we've seen this movie before. Um, I fully expected a different looking team on Saturday. Um, and I think, I do think they're going to blow past those Ken Palm projections of, of going one and seven in those eight games. Um, well, when you say blow past. Yeah, I would uh, say yeah, three or four wins is what I'm thinking in those eight. Yeah, uh, may, I could be wrong, but what I was thinking was, Think of some of the home games, Ohio State, Minnesota, Iowa. Those are three games that are home. I would Does the 1-7 include any game that they've won? So that so they still have to, to win the one. Yeah. So All they're 0-1. Right. 0-1, so that would be 1-6 in the next seven. But I'm thinking Ohio State, Iowa, Minnesota, all at home. I'm thinking they win a couple of those. Wouldn't be surprised, honestly. Ohio State is not going to be an easy game, and it's next, game, sure. next game up. And yeah, this team, that's this what team doesn't have easy face. games. This team doesn't have easy games the rest of the way. But well, I they're, still they're I, I just can't imagine. That, I can't imagine a one seven. Well, let's talk about Ohio State because that's exactly who comes into Bloomington in two days now. And Ohio State is twelve and two overall, and they have lost one game in the Big Ten, and they're playing much better than they were earlier on. Yep, they uh, four point win over Rutgers last night. Uh, two and one in the conference. Uh, if I read their schedule correctly, though, they've only played one true road game, and that was their loss at Penn State. Um, the problem that Indiana will face with them is three guys that can go off at any given night. All three can shoot. All three are averaging 15 or more points. So that's even harder to guard because you can't just kind of hone in on one player. Um, and so the hope for Indiana is that the environment – um, is somewhat overwhelming. You know, you see it all the time, these Big Ten teams that they just look completely different home and, and on the road. Maybe that'll be the case for Ohio State. Um, I expect uh, I expect the line to be close. I expect it to be a close game throughout. And Indiana's got to find a way, as they have in some of those close games earlier in the year, to come out on top because otherwise, you know, it could get ugly. But um, huge game for Indiana, huge day for the state of Indiana. Um, huge weekend with all, all that's going on. So should be fun. Well, just let me remind the fans of some of these nice wins that uh, the Buckeyes have already this season. They have a 92-81 win over Alabama. They have, uh, uh, let's see, where's the other one I just saw? Uh, they lost to Penn State uh, I, I, on the road. So that's a yep. little irony there. But they beat, I don't know where this game was played because it was December 16th, but they beat Ohio State. I mean, uh, Ohio State. <laughs> they beat UCLA 67-60. Yep. 
they can play at different speeds. That's another thing about this team of Ohio State. They can either play in the 80s or they can play in the 60s. And UCLA is a good team, very well coached, and that is a hell of a win. Ohio State has beaten West Virginia 78-75. So this team, they they have a tough game with Rutgers last night, but doesn't matter. A win's a win. And but th- this team is kind of battle tested a little bit where and they've won where Indiana in those same games has not only not won, they've gotten blown out. Yeah, you could say they are Jameis and battle tested. Oh, first dad uh, joke. Uh, of, uh, oh, <laughs> got to give that one to you. <laughs> Yeah, he's one of their three that that can really light it up. And so Indiana's, you know, they got a, a short amount of time as they will the rest of the year, it seems like, to uh, to prepare. And I just continue to go back to the fact that Indiana's going to look different at home. Doesn't I'm not guaranteeing wins. I'm not guaranteeing you know, uh, you know, an X amount of number of wins for the year or any any prediction like that. I just think we've seen this before. Um, they're going to look different. A team like Ohio State, their one true road game, you know, losing at Penn State, that, that could be, you know, something that is a struggle for them and many other teams um, to, to go on the road and win is tough. And so, unfortunately, though, for Indiana fans, that's kind of like Assembly Hall in Bloomington is one of the only things that they can, like, you know, hang their hat on of, Oh, we might be better at home. We might be a tough out at home, um, but they're going to need more than that. They're going to need to not only take care of home court, they're going to need to squeak out some road wins and uh, that's not going to be easy to do, but should be a fun one. Ohio state, uh, as you mentioned, can play in different ways. And uh, I think they were, they got the 10th most votes from AP. So they're, you know, in that 34, 35 range, as far as the voting goes. So pretty solid ball club. Danny uh, hitting us up asking, how many games does IU need to win in the conference to make tur- make the tournament, and is that probable? Well, in my mind, they have to win a minimum of 10 conference games. They have to break even at 10 and 10. That would put them at 20 and 13, I think, on the year. That is, to me, that is a bare minimum. You cannot, There is no way, in my mind, you can be under 500 in the Big Ten this season and still make the tournament. So they've got eight more wins that they have to pick up. Uh, and it's not to say that that can't happen. It's just, w- what are you doing here? Is your goal just to make the tournament? Because if that's their only goal, whether they do or they don't, do you really give a crap? Yeah. You're If you're not able to compete in said tournament, does it really matter? This is not a team that can compete in the Big Ten tournament, much less the NCAA tournament right now, from what I am seeing. Yeah, I agree. And I think that the the win total you mentioned would be the absolute minimum because the conference is down. Indiana is just awful in the computer rankings. This year, though, compared to any other, I think it's going to be really difficult to figure out the tournament field because there's a lot of mid, a lot of mediocrity a lot of mediocrity. So it's like, you know, if they do win 20 games, that would include a couple big wins, not a ton. Can they avoid really bad losses? I don't think, you know, they don't have a bad, bad loss yet. Um, But 
man, how do you how do you determine if they're a 20 win team and, and win 10 games in the conference, but their net and all those rankings are so terrible? How is that going to compare to some of these teams in other conferences? Because there's some speculation that the Big Ten is going to struggle to get, you know, the, the typical number of teams in the tourney, um, even if their records are solid because, you know, the conference has been so down. Uh, absolutely. What's up next for you, man? I know you've got, uh, the Ohio state, uh, Indiana preview coming up. Yeah, I'll have another story today on the Hoosier.com. Uh, just kind of talking about general feelings, uh, past the, the Nebraska game moving forward. And, uh, yeah, again, Saturday is going to be wild. A lot of, uh, interesting games coming up. This team has the ability to at least make things interesting. It's probably not going to go as well as what fans wanted to start the year. Uh, but there's still a lot of fun coverage and some some fun things that we have to look forward to for, throughout the year. Absolutely. Appreciate you, man. Tyler Smith from thehoosier.com. Make sure you give him a follow and go to thehoosier.com for all the coverage and news and on uh, Indiana and beyond. Back with more Indiana Sports Beat Radio, including Chris Denary, Shannon Griffith as well, joins us later to talk some football in our next hour right after this. We'll be right back to the Golf Club at Eagle Point Studios for more Indiana Sports Beat Radio with Jim Coyle, presented by Wow Food Group and Andy Morhonda of Bloomington. Formerly BB's Chop Shop, Market and Table is located on South Walnut in Bloomington and is your one-stop shop for high-quality meats, bakery items, and now fresh seafood. Chop Shop, Market and Table has the largest selection of in-house made products around and everything you need to make a gourmet meal at home. Or pick out a tomahawk steak or a grouper filet and enjoy it cooked to perfection in Chop Shop Steakhouse. Chop Shop, Market and Table, a part of the Wild Food Group, is your butcher, baker, and fish house. No matter where you live. Country living is just a swing away. It can be hard to find the exact home that fits your family's needs, so there couldn't be a better time to build a new home with Property Shore Construction. Now building exclusively south of Bloomington within the Stonecrest Golf Community. Choose from one of the gorgeous Stonecrest Signature Series house plans. We have several lots available with scenic views of the golf course. Contact Amy Rhoda with Revesco Real Estate for additional information. 812-583-0919 or go to mystonecrestliving.com. That's mystonecrestliving.com for more details. Whether it's a night out with the family, after work with colleagues, or catching the game with friends, Bubba's 33 is the place for you. Bubba's 33 offers a mouth-watering menu of selections that are all made from scratch every day. The portions are big, but the prices are small. And with over 50 big screen TVs, you'll never miss the big game. Bubba's 33 is located just west of I-69 off the Lloyd Expressway. Bubba's 33, pizza, burgers, beer. Looking for someone to cater your next corporate event, family reunion, or tailgate? To some, a garnish may be nothing more than just a decoration put last on a plate. But in Bloomington, catering starts with Garnish Catering. Serving all of Bloomington and surrounding areas, Garnish Catering is waiting to help make your next event one to remember. Planning a great event shouldn't have to be stressful. Whether we quote you just for catering or a total event package, you can trust that you're making the right choice with Garnish Catering. Visit GarnishCatering.com. That's GarnishCatering.com. Garnish Catering is a proud partner of Wow Food Group. 
If you're looking for a home in the Indianapolis area, you need Cheryl Sizemore from REMAX Advanced Realty. Cheryl Sizemore has over two decades of experience, and that could be the difference in you getting the home you want in today's tough housing market. Reach out to Cheryl Sizemore from REMAX Advanced Realty at Cheryl at IndyHomePros.com or 317-298-0961. Cheryl Sizemore from REMAX Advanced Realty. Let Cheryl Sizemore get you in the home you want today. Cheryl at IndyHomePros.com. In the market for a new or used vehicle? Well, nobody beats the prices and selection of any more Honda in Bloomington. Right now, get a brand new Honda with no payments for 90 days. That's right, 2023 and 2024 Honda Pilots, HRVs, CRVs, Honda Ridgelines, payment-free for 90 days. Or get 0.9% APR financing for 36 months on a 2023 Honda Ridgeline. Go to anymorehonda.com and get more to your door. This segment is brought to you by Reynolds Family Dentistry in Sellersburg. Now back to the Golf Club at Eagle Point Studios for more Indiana Sports Beat Radio with Jim Coyle, presented by Wow Food Group and Andy Morhonda of Bloomington. Welcome back, Indiana Sports Beat Radio here on this Thursday. Thanks a lot for being with us. We appreciate you. Waiting for uh, Kristineri to rejoin us last night. The Pacers, you want to talk about winning basketball. That is the Pacers, baby. Not only are they winning, they're beating teams that they're not really supposed to beat. Last night, a gigantic 142-130 win over the Milwaukee Bucks and Giannis Antetokounmpo. His 26 points, 11 rebounds, and 8 assists were not enough to match up with superstar in the bud, Tyrese Halliburton, who uh, went off for 31, 12 assists. Uh, Just a young squad that just keeps growing. The Pacers are fun to watch. They're going down swinging every time. Uh, It's a young group, but man, they're playing well together. And to be 3-1 and against Milwaukee, this young group, first of all, any team that's 3-1 and against Milwaukee, minus, save uh, say, uh, Denver, is an achievement. But for this team to be 3-1 against Milwaukee, that's huge. As a matter of fact, two days after ending Milwaukee's 15-game home court winning streak, the Pacers opened the second half on a 21-6 run and never trailed again. They're 4-1 against the Bucs this season. 4-1! Damian Lillard, 23 points. Five assists. The Bucs didn't like it. I think the embarrassing part is that we're just so much better than what we've shown in the games against them, Lillard said. Well, that's not just the embarrassing part. Oh, yeah, this is the game in which the uh, missing game ball happened. 
So this series has gotten a little funny. But uh, a gigantic third quarter, 47 points the Pacers are up for. That's a lot of points. Um, Boy, if they could have held up that pace, that would have been something. Then, of course, the fourth quarter swings to fouling and this, that, and the other thing. But right now, got to take a hat off to these young Pacers. As this is not completely shocking, but they're sitting in the fifth playoff spot right now. I I, I think that is a that has to be surprising by anyone's measure that this young squad is sitting in the fifth playoff spot in front of Atlanta, Brooklyn, the Knicks, the Cavs, the Magic. So congratulations to uh, Indiana right now. 19 and 14, five games over 500. Seven games back of first place in the... uh, playoff race but that's okay the Celtics 26 and 7 overall but the Pacers winning well at home 10 and 7 but they have a winning record on the road at 9 and 7 they're 9 and 2 in the division and 16 and 10 in the conference so averaging 127 points a game while giving up just over uh, or just under 125. So their margin for error is not great. They live on the uh, on the edge, so to speak. But they've won five straight after going on a little dip. Six out of their last ten, but they've won their last five. And as I look down through the NBA standings, that is the longest winning streak in the NBA right now. You got uh, the Clippers have won four straight. The Pelicans have won four straight. But that's it. The Pacers, with the uh, best streak in the uh, league right now, as Chris joins us again. I was just singing the praises of this young squad, Chris. They've won five straight games. They're... uh, we're not surprised that they're in that playoff hunt, but they're in the number five spot, man. They're not just in the hunt. They're kind of solidly in there. They've done things. They're they're four and one against Milwaukee after last night's game. Anybody that's four and one against Milwaukee, that's an achievement. But for this team to do it, uh, it's 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 maturity beyond the years that are on their roster. Yeah, I think so, Jim. And and when you think about what happened. Uh, almost a month ago in December uh, when you had the whole issue about the ball and, you know, the Pacers got sort of blown out of Pfizer form and everybody was looking ahead to January 1st and January 3rd and how would the Pacers respond? And they responded a big way on Monday to snap their 15-game home court win streak and then they come right back two nights later at home and really dominate the second half last night. They had an 18-point lead and won that game going away. So very, very impressive, especially since, you know, after the hangover of the in-season tournament, uh, 
They had won four straight, then they lost six of seven, and seemed to be spiraling a little bit. You know, not not devastating, but not playing to their capabilities. And, uh, you know, they went on the road uh, right before Christmas, won at Houston, won at Chicago, uh, beat the Knicks, and then the back-to-back wins against Milwaukee. So it's it's really been you know, five impressive wins uh, to sort of right the ship and and get back in into the playoff uh, mode in the Eastern Conference. Yeah, and, and uh, the com- the confidence that this has to build when you play a team that uh, you're in your mind you're not thinking that they're better than you. You can't, but you know on paper Milwaukee's a better team, but that's why they don't play games on paper. So right. they, they 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 have just. This is a mind. If this comes to the playoffs, this is going to be huge for the Pacers because they will go into any series, not just with Milwaukee, but knowing that, hey, we've done it. It's not can we do it? We've done it. We just need to do it now. Yeah, I think it's, I think, you know, sports is a lot about mindset and, uh, you know, as much mental as it is physical. And I think what it what it speaks to this group is that they feel like they're capable of beating anybody. Now, you know, I think the the, the NBA there's a lot of parity, uh, there's a lot of opportunity even for teams with lesser records uh, to win games. But I think what it has shown this group, the in season tournament was important because it showed that with games in a playoff like atmosphere, they could rise to the challenge, and they did with the win against Boston and then beating Milwaukee and Las Vegas. And I think what it's shown them here over the last week is if you can get through some adversity like they did when they lost six of seven and sort of rally the troops together, um, you know, you're that much better for it. And I, I think one of the things that Rick Carlisle did over a week ago was he made some changes to the starting lineup. He got bigger. Uh, Jalen Smith moved into the starting lineup. Aaron Neesmith moved into the starting lineup. But you know what? The guys that were starting and are now coming off the bench, they didn't hang their heads. I mean, Obi Toppin right now is playing as well as he's played all year, and he's turned into like the sixth or seventh man. So I think that's a great tribute to the coaching staff to have the confidence that, hey, when we make changes, we feel like guys will respond. But it's also a tribute to the players as well because they've reacted positively to those changes that have been made. Absolutely. And what's their next challenge as they go through this besides maintaining uh, the poise that has gotten them to where they are today? Well, they're in the midst of a five-game homestand, which is good, which it means no travel for a while. But it's the next three games are still, you know, I would say, you know, difficult challenges. You have Atlanta tomorrow night. Now they're under 500, but they got a very impressive win last night against Oklahoma City. And then you have Boston in back-to-back games on Saturday and Monday. And Boston has the best record in the Eastern Conference. They're number one in the East. Milwaukee's number two. So uh, no rest for the weary, if you will, Jim. And, and the one thing is January is a very difficult month. The Pacers play 17 of the 31 days in January. I don't know if I've ever seen in my 18 years a schedule you know, that daunting where you're playing – Every other day with some back-to-backs thrown in. In fact, um, until the All-Star break in mid-February, the Pacers only one time have more than one day off between games. 
So it tells you that it's going to be a real grind, but a great way to start. I mean, to get two wins in back-to-back situations against Milwaukee, really, really solid. Yeah, they haven't lost since uh, early December and uh, to, to Los Angeles. So uh, they've got a great run going. You Now you've got Atlanta. Then you've got back-to-back games with Boston, who is the best team in the conference right now and in first place in the playoff hunt. That's going to be a, a, a good, formidable challenge for this squad. Oh, there's no question. I mean, Boston's playing at a really high level. Uh, they've got probably – you know, we could argue, but I, I would say they have the best starting lineup in the NBA. Uh, their their depth is a little questionable. That's what's held them back a little bit. But if you remember, you know, a couple of things that happened. Uh, the Pacers got beat by Boston earlier in the year by 51 and then returned the favor with that in-season tournament quarterfinal win at Gamebridge Fieldhouse last month. So, uh, again, it's going to be another challenge for the Pacers but I really like the way that they're playing right now. Uh, Tyrese Halliburton is the Eastern Conference Player of the Week. He had another brilliant game last night, uh, 31 points, 12 assists, no turnovers. And, uh, you know, this team's playing at a really high level. Uh, the, the key in the NBA is can you sustain it? Can you maintain it? Because uh, it's difficult every night, but uh, definitely like where this team is right now. Yeah, and you mentioned the in-season tournament. How much of what they were able to accomplish in that is responsible for where they are right now? I, I think a lot. I, I think, you know, the in-season tournament, I think, was a big hit. But it also was a pro and a con for the Pacers from the standpoint. I thought they put so much um, value and attention to that that it was hard to come off that high, if you will, because they they somewhat shocked the rest of the NBA by representing the Eastern Conference in the final game of the in-season tournament. And what it also did, it put a it put more of a target on your back. I mean, teams have a different respect level for you now than maybe they did at the start of the season. And I think now with those two wins against Milwaukee and going 4-1 and one against the Bucs this year, uh, everybody's going to look at the Pacers a little bit differently, and that's good because the Pacers can gain that respect. But it also means you're going to get – teams looking at you a little bit differently, figuring, hey, we got we have to play a little bit better uh, to play the Pacers. So uh, they won't, uh, you know, they won't get past anyone. Um, you know, nobody's going to look by you. Uh, they're going to look at the Pacers a lot differently than maybe they did at the start of the season. Oh, excuse me. Yeah, looking forward to that. And This team is only scratching the surface of what they can actually accomplish. And, uh, of course, the regular season means a lot, but not as much as the postseason. And what what are they doing right now that's making you think that this is a team that can do something in the playoffs? Well, I think one of the things, you know, they they have a lot of depth. They've got the number one bench in the NBA. Uh, They outscored the Bucs bench on Monday, 70-16. to And I think last night they had a 20-point advantage from the bench. Wow. How's uh, that possible in a professional game? Yeah, 70 to 16. That's the highest margin uh, by a bench this year, uh, 54 points. Um, I, I just think they have a lot of depth. Um, Rick Carlisle does not hesitate to use any one of 10 guys out of the rotation in a closing situation. Uh, he doesn't just default to the starters. Um, if you're somebody off the bench that's played really well on that particular night, you'll probably be on the floor in, in, in crunch time or clutch time. So I think that's been one of the great strengths of this team 
is is the bench and the depth. And the starters don't feel like that they have to be overburdened by carrying, you know, too big of a role. Uh, the other night in Milwaukee, Jim, all of the starters had a plus or minus that was minus, and all the reserves had a plus or minus that was plus. Um, and 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 the Pacers ended up winning that game. So it it tells you that you've got a lot of depth, you have a lot of guys you can count on, and that goes a long way once you get to the postseason. Absolutely. What's up next for you, sir? Uh, just at home, you know, just uh, got a bunch of uh, home games coming up before a five-game road trip next week. But uh, I'll tell you what, Saturday night's going to be an incredible night in Indiana. You've got the Pacers and the Celtics um, tipping off at 7 o'clock. You have, what, IU and Ohio State in Bloomington. And you have the Colts and the Texans battling for a playoff spot on Saturday night. I mean, if you're a sports fan in Indiana, it doesn't get any better. And I hope you have a television that you can put three screens on so you can watch all those games at the same time. Yeah, this is like the uh, Indiana, the state of Indiana has just been killing it as far as sports lately. You've had a couple weeks ago, it was Indiana hosting uh, Kansas with Purdue hosting Arizona the same night that the Colts were playing. And now you've got this same thing again. Not many places can you find these, uh, this many high profile events as you have here in the Indianapolis or Indiana area here of late. Yeah, and and then, and then you've got Purdue. They play what Friday night, and uh, Purdue's the number one team of the country. So, yeah, a lot of good things happening with Indiana sports right now. Chris Tadari from the Indiana Pacers can't thank you enough, brother. Look forward to seeing you next week. All right, thanks, Jim. You betcha. We've got lots more coming up. Shannon Griffith will join us from Hoosier Tailgate, and we'll talk about what's happening with Indiana football right now. We'll be right back to the Golf Club at Eagle Point Studios for more Indiana Sports Beat Radio with Jim Coyle, presented by Wow Food Group and Andy Morhonda of Bloomington. If you're looking for a home in the Indianapolis area, you need Cheryl Sizemore from Remax Advanced Realty. Cheryl Sizemore has over two decades of experience, and that could be the difference in you getting the home you want in today's tough housing market. Reach out to Cheryl Sizemore from Remax Advanced Realty at Cheryl at IndyHomePros.com or 317-298-0961. Cheryl Sizemore from Remax Advanced Realty. Let Cheryl Sizemore get you in the home you want today. Cheryl at IndyHomePros.com. Whether it's a night out with the family, after work with colleagues, or catching the game with friends, Bubba's 33 is the place for you. Bubba's 33 offers a mouthwatering menu of selections that are all made from scratch every day. The portions are big, but the prices are small. And with over 50 big screen TVs, you'll never miss the big game. Bubba's 33 is located just west of I-69 off the Lloyd Expressway. Bubba's 33, pizza, burgers, beer. Country living is just a swing away. It can be hard to find the exact home that fits your family's needs, so there couldn't be a better time to build a new home with Property Shore Construction. Now building exclusively south of Bloomington within the Stonecrest Golf Community. Choose from one of the gorgeous Stonecrest Signature Series house plans. We have several lots available with scenic views of the golf course. Contact Amy Rhoda with Rebesco Real Estate for additional information. 812-583-0919 or go to mystonecrestliving.com. That's mystonecrestliving.com for more details details. 
formerly BB's Chop Shop, Market and Table is located on South Walnut in Bloomington and is your one-stop shop for high-quality meats, bakery items, and now fresh seafood. Chop Shop, Market and Table has the largest selection of in-house made products around and everything you need to make a gourmet meal at home. Or pick out a tomahawk steak or a grouper filet and enjoy it cooked to perfection in Chop Shop Steakhouse. Chop Shop, Market and Table, a part of the Wild Food Group, is your butcher, baker, and fish house, no matter where you live. Looking for someone to cater your next corporate event, family reunion, or tailgate? To some, a garnish may be nothing more than just a decoration put last on a plate. But in Bloomington, catering starts with Garnish Catering. Serving all of Bloomington and surrounding areas, Garnish Catering is waiting to help make your next event one to remember. Planning a great event shouldn't have to be stressful. Whether we quote you just for catering or a total event package, you can trust that you're making the right choice with Garnish Catering. Visit GarnishCatering.com. That's GarnishCatering.com. Garnish Catering is a proud partner of Wow Food Group. In the market for a new or used vehicle? Well, nobody beats the prices and selection of Andy Moore Honda in Bloomington. Right now, get a brand new Honda with no payments for 90 days. That's right, 2023 and 2024 Honda Pilots, HRVs, CRVs, Honda Ridgelines, payment-free for 90 days. Or get 0.9% APR financing for 36 months on a 2023 Honda Ridgeline. Go to AndyMoreHonda.com and get more to your door. This segment is brought to you by Bubba's 33 in Clarksville and Evansville. Pizza, burgers, beer. Now back to the Golf Club and Eagle Point Studios for more Indiana Sports Beat Radio with Jim Coyle. Presented by Wow Food Group and Andy Mohanda of Bloomington. Hey, hey, welcome back. Indiana Sports Beat Radio on this Thursday. Glad to have you. Glad to be with you. Joined now by Shannon Griffith from uh, Hoosier Tailgate talking some football, which anytime I say that in <laughs> December, January, I'm like looking around. Who's punking me, man? Who's punking me? That's right. But but it's actually a conversation piece now as Indiana continues to uh, solidify their roster pretty much in place. But uh, since we've spoken last uh, – one of the things that did happen was Philip Dunham, a, a player that played significantly last year in the defensive backfield, had announced that he was coming back, changed his mind, uh, guess couldn't find a team or whatever, and then <laughs> that tweet disappeared, and 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 the thought is that there was either no communication or a lack thereof, and oh, I'm sorry, we've moved on. Uh, it's like, uh, it's like the, the boyfriend kind of tried to come back and act like nothing happened. Hey, are we still going out Friday? And she's like, I'm sorry. I have plans. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's kind of happened a couple of times to me through the years. <laughs> yeah, well, why do you think I, why do you think I could so easily come up with that scenario? You got a response. I usually got no answer on the phone. <laughs> no yeah. voicemail back in those days. Um, yeah, that was a little, um, I guess you could say, ironic in some respects. Um, I think it's just more Kurt Signetti. It's it's yeah. it's Kurt Signetti uh, solidifying. This is Kurt Signetti. Yeah. Well, and I think he probably gave a deadline to a lot of those guys that if you're thinking of coming back, we need to have a meeting prior to X date. 
And if we don't have that meaning of communication by this X date, then we're just going to assume that you're moving on. And I'm not sure how the portal actually works when it comes to a kid on a scholarship, whether they lose it or they jeopardize it or how all that works. But um, it's very evident that that communication had not been had. And like you said, they had moved on. Um, you know, sometimes it's a hard lesson about the, uh, about entering the portal and what, you know, you ultimately could jeopardize by looking for greener pastures somewhere else. And sometimes you don't find them, but you almost have to because the guys that you're at right now say thanks, but no thanks. We're moving forward with our own own group of kids. Uh, just to give you an idea uh, of the Indiana players that hit the portal, and there were several. Um, I, I can't remember the exact number, uh, but it, it was a lot. Yeah. The ones that went out, uh, Brendan Sorsby, he's at Cincinnati, going to be at Cincinnati. Dexter Williams, he's going to Georgia Southern. So, That'll uh, be a good trip for him. Yeah, Trent Howland, Donovan McCulley, Mike Kadick, and Carter Smith. Those four guys are the only four that are coming back to Indiana. The rest, uh, I just mentioned two are gone. Jalen Lucas still no uh, is not solidified a landing spot. Cam Camper uh, is not solidified a landing spot, which is a little surprising. He had a, a mm-hmm. season. Aaron Steinfeld was a little surprised that he hit the portal being yeah. a hometown guy. Uh, and, and this is an offense coming in that utilizes the tight end a yeah. lot. I, <laughs> I, the stat that stands out to me, Shannon is last year. I looked at their the stats for uh, the, the top two running backs for James Madison only had a combined six touchdowns, which is, I'm like, how the hell is that possible? You get yeah. down to the one, you're always handing it off to somebody. They're tied in, had six touchdowns. So yeah. if that gives you any indication right there, Matthew Bedford, uh, didn't him and Khalil Benson both go to Colorado? Uh, one of them. Ben, Oregon. Benson, Benson went to Oregon, I think. One of so them. Benson, Benson's oh. at Colorado, Bedford's gotcha. at Oregon. Gotcha. Uh, they had both committed to Colorado at first. And then okay. there was some last minute uh, second thoughts. So Matthew Bedford staying in the Big Ten. Uh, Zach Carpenter, kind of a loss there. He goes to Miami of Florida. Joshua Sales to Purdue. Yeah, that was I, a little surprising. Uh, Carl Biddings, nowhere. Ladarius Cox, UAB. Nick James to uh, Pitt. Uh, Patrick Lucas Jr. to Memphis. Jared Casey uh, has not committed anywhere yet. Miles Jackson committed to Tulsa. That's his third school. He came from UCLA to Indiana and now on to Tulsa. Um, that's uh, that's a, that. I don't get that one. Well, there's that new there's that lawsuit that happened out in West Virginia that is now. Right supposedly placing an injunction that now a kid may transfer more than once. Which is bull crap! And still be eligible. So that could create a lot of issues when we get into the spring if there are guys going to think about transferring another time. So, 
But, Lewis Moore goes to Ole Miss. That's yep. a great. That's a great landing spot. Jordan Shaw to Arizona, and kicker Chris Freeman yet to uh, to pick up a spot. Uh, James Evans, did he just stay? Put? I, I can't remember if he's if he's if end up staying or if he's still in the portal. I haven't found anything. Was he def- was he even in the portal? I don't know. In because term- I'm not seeing him listed, and if he's not, he's the right. great. He's one of the best keeps if they were able to hang on to him. I right. don't think that he was a senior, but you that was the best part of Indiana's football team. Mm-hmm. This dude is an NFL punter, man. He yeah. was booming kicks and consistently kicking them like NASA rockets. Yeah, he he uh, he could change the field position, and he did many times for Indiana last year. And I'll tell you, that is a huge, huge weapon uh, when you've got somebody like that to bail you out. But you listen to all those guys, and and it tells you that there were some quality players that Tom Allen had recruited, and they've moved on. And some of them, you mean in- like Michael Penix. Yeah, uh, yeah, done. <laughs> yeah. Well, there, but that's the thing that you get with some of these other guys that haven't made a decision somewhere that were really good players. You then have to start thinking: Okay, is there an academic reason why they haven't made a decision yet, and they're going to have to stay at Indiana through the entire year to get their grades back up so that they can maybe go somewhere else that hasn't been released yet so you know harris and camper and you know some of these guys that had some significant playing time it may be an academic issue and that may be Uh, one reason why they didn't take him back if they tried to come back i'm trying to figure what was uh his number uh james evans didn't he have like a high number i want to say it was in the 70 or 80 something. It was there we go. He's listed as a junior, uh, yeah. and he's on the roster right now. So, yeah. like I said, uh, I haven't heard one way or the other on him, and I would doubt that Signetti would let somebody of that magnitude slip away without a fight. Yeah, no, he's he's still listed, and he, he was never listed as being in the portal. So, You got that going for you. It's going to be interesting. Nine transfers from James Madison. (laughs) That's a lot, man, from any one team. And can all those guys play at the Big Ten level? Well, that's going to be the question. Now, a lot of that, I think, again, that when the staff that moved on with him these are the guys that they identified that they wanted to take with them if they entered the portal because they had a belief in them. Now, sometimes that belief is this guy's going to be a good uh, depth guy, you know, a number two guy potentially if he does not win a position. So we do no wrong by not taking him because we know what we're getting. And I think that's a comfort for the sometimes a coach that you know what you're getting in a kid. Um, so I don't know. Time will tell. Uh, I think a lot with spring ball will tell in terms of maybe how some of these kids are going to do. Um, but I think they got one of their big tight ends that came with them from James Madison, and he's a stud. Uh, I think he'll be a guy that'll compete for playing time. And um, so I would say I feel comfortable with what they brought. Uh, 
in terms of watching what they have now projecting them is another story. Um, but when some of them are in those skilled positions, wide receiver, running back, um, you get, you, you know, the guys that I worry about is the linemen, you know, because it's a different beast. Now they brought some two, they brought a couple really good offensive linemen. Now the question is, will they be the type of guys that can step in and play uh, right away? Time will tell. Um, but uh, I feel comfortable with what he brought and what he solidified because I think they're solidified in the quarterback room, running back room, wide receiver. Offensive line is going to be a question mark until they prove it. But I feel comfortable with Bob Bobstead there leading the charge up front. And then defensively, I think they got Phillip back. I can't remember, remember his last name. Is it Belitti? Is that how you pronounce it? Phillip? Yeah, the I think so. He made it announced that he's coming back. Yeah, 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 just the other day. And I think that was a huge one because he was such a big part of that defensive line. And then they're still recruiting, I think, their top wide receiver, uh, uh, Surratt. I think that's how you put Elijah Surratt, if I'm not mistaken, from James Madison. Now, he's the guy who came from a non-scholarship institution, St. Francis, I believe, in Pennsylvania, and was the transfer to them at uh, James Madison, and he was one of their better players at wide receiver. And he's got a lot of significant big-time offers as well as Indiana. So that's going to be an interesting uh, dynamic there um, with everything uh, in terms of the wide receiver room and how that kid fits in it. The only thing I don't think they have at running back, and again, I'm going by what I've seen, I, I don't necessarily think they got a true guy that can just, you know, break away speed. You know, I don't know if they've got that guy um, that can take a five yard run and make it a 75 yard touchdown. And that was thought to be uh, 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 Jalen Lucas last year, but it it really wasn't because he had it had to be set up for him to happen. He didn't generally make that happen. He was taken off the punt team because he couldn't catch punts. Yeah, and he wasn't a traditional tailback in the sense of how we view it. I mean, he was a guy. You mean uh, he only weighed 170 pounds? Yeah, yeah, you're not going to put him dotting the – one back or the eye formation as a tailback tremendous speed and he's a guy that you had to get the ball into in space which at times i don't necessarily thought they did a great job of um but um i don't necessarily think they have the breakaway speed guys and then the defense wise a lot of those guys that you read off there especially secondary guys um there's going to be the question mark is can they fulfill the needs that they're going to need on defense um, of some of these guys that had left or aren't graduating because that defense had quite a few, you know, pretty good ball players. Uh, absolutely. And it's going to be exciting to see what uh, Indiana can get done next year because everyone's going to have these high expectations and uh, as they should, because they mm-hmm. come straight from the coach. Kurt Signetti is giving them high expectations because that's what he has. Um, his plan is to for Indiana to play in a bowl game next year. Normally, that would say, "All right, we've got a plan. You know, it's, it's going to be a two, three year plan." Yada, that that stuff. That ship sailed, baby. Yeah. Next year, you've got three wins automatically. Uh, mm-hmm. So you're you starting out three and zero. Oh. 
not really because they have to go to UCLA, so they may be two and one, yada yada. But end yeah, up yeah. three and one. Either way, you only have to win three out of nine conference games. Now, three Their of those games are against favorite. Michigan, Ohio State, and Washington. So <laughs> here you go. Those, let's take those three out. Now you just you you have to win three out of six. Mm-hmm. You just you just got to go fifty percent just to make a bowl game, and and that is going to be. I'm not saying it's going to happen until I see what's on the field, but all things look good at the moment. We don't know what the other teams are going to be like, but Indiana is going to have as good a chance to make a bowl game next year, if not better than they did this season, and they were close theoretically because they had five one-score games that they potentially could have had a shot at winning, but they're going to be in much better hands next year. Well, the definitely the the glass is uh, half full in the mentality of everyone. You look at the schedule as it pertains to their home games. Um, you like the attitude and enthusiasm that the head man has. Um, I really enjoyed my talk with uh, Rourke, the kid from Ohio University. Um, I think he's top notch. Uh, kid, um, talking to him, and uh, you know, I really like the quarterback room. Alberto, <laughs> Tyler Cherry, uh, Rourke, and then you know, throw Taven Jackson in there and Brock Lowry. I think you're going to have a heck of a competition there. But the enthusiasm, the schedule, home games. I think what you say they had s- s- seven or eight home games next year, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, you would really be disappointed no matter who's the head coach if you don't get to a bowl game with eight home games. <laughs> and, Kurtz, we've got a – we're just about out of time, but the 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 quarterback room in, in Coach Kurt Signetti's first season will be the best quarterback's room Indiana's had in over a decade. Mm-hmm. Without yeah. question, in my mind, without question, you can go back to Nate Sudfeld and and those that 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 trio that they had back around 2012 or yeah. 2013, whatever it was. And man, it's going to be great. Uh, what's up next for you, Shannon? Well, you know, just keep pounding the pavement and trying to figure out, you know, spring dates is another thing that has not or have not seen released as it goes forward. And then keeping a watchful eye here on what happens with some of these guys, that one or two guy that you don't know about that may come into the picture here over the next week or so. But freshmen that are enrolling early on campus, Tyler Cherry and Boston, I believe the tight end are both enrolled early and that's going to benefit them and their and their development no question absolutely shannon griffith make sure you give him a follow and follow him at who's your tailgate as well you can find him here each week on indiana sports beat radio appreciate you brother and it's been a fun uh, day thanks to everybody uh todd leary of course tyler smith chris denary and of course shannon griffith john the producer for keeping us between the white lines and most importantly each and every one of you without you we have no reason to be here and we greatly appreciate you we're back tomorrow to do it all again until then i'm jim coyle i will see you on the radio thanks for listening to indiana sports beat radio Be sure to subscribe to our YouTube page for more clips and team coverage of Indiana basketball, football, and more. You can also find full episodes and tons of other content on thehoosier.com. We'll see you next time for another edition of Indiana Sports Beat Radio.
With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.